to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you know, I have been talking about power, 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 and more power. And one of the issues for walking in power is understanding who you are in Christ Jesus, right? And understanding that you don't have an old nature, that you don't have the old man inside of you with your new man. Um, and so this is where um, quite a few Christians believe that they're saved, but they still have the old sin nature. One of the... um the things is you got a white dog and a black dog inside of you. And depending on which one you feed the most, that's one that's in control. And that's incorrect. You only have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus in your spirit. You have your, you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, right? So everybody said, well, why am I still sinning? Why am I having problems and issues in the flesh? Because your mind, the soul realm is the linchpin. Your mind, your will, and your emotion, your mind has been programmed by the old man, right? The old woman. And because of that, you have a tendency to lean towards the flesh. That's why you have to renew your mind. You have to have the mind of Christ. You have to think like God. You have to talk like God. You are a child of God. You are a king. You are a queen, right, um, of the kingdom of God. And so a lot of people misunderstand it. And it's when you really think it through, God cannot be around sin. That's why Jesus had to shed his blood for the entire earth. Because God cannot tolerate sin. He can't even be in the presence of sin, right? So when you are born again and you accept Christ Jesus' blood for the forgiveness of your sin, then you become a new, the old man is taken out and crucified with Christ. And you have a new man placed in you, new cre- your new creature, new creation. In Christ Jesus, you have the spirit of Christ Jesus. You have the spirit of righteousness and you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. So you have Christ Jesus spirit in you and therefore you have the father spirit in you because Jesus and the father are one. And then you're sealed with the Holy Spirit, which means that our spirit man and woman once we are born again, is always righteous, and we should be bearing the fruit of righteousness. But what we have to work on when we work out our own salvation is that we're working on getting our mind renewed with the Word of God and having all those all those seeds that Satan has planted for destruction for us to be plucked up and to be removed from us. Right. So, yes, that's the reality. So when we see Christians falling and sinning, it's not because the old man is making them do it. No, you have the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It is your programming 
from the old man in your mind, right? And so that's why, as Joyce Meyer says, the battlefield is the mind. And so, I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. Back in the 90s, I had my first audible voice of God. I was in, we were in our condo in Houston, Texas. And my former husband and I, I was by myself. And the voice, a voice said, Edith, stop eating sweets. Well, I was born again. I was saved, right? I immediately took my hostess ding-dongs and Twinkies and snowballs and all those things and threw them immediately into the trash can. And for three months, I did not eat a single sweet. And I lost tons and tons and tons of weight. But then our culture is permeated with sweets. Birthday, birthday cake, wedding, wedding cake, right? So sweets gradually eased back into my diet. And I was asking God, are you saying forever? Well, I had, I didn't have an old woman in me that was telling me these sweets. It was my mind. My mind had to be reprogrammed. But what got me straight was when I fell into sickness. And I immediately knew that this is what God was trying to protect me from. He was trying to get me to eat right in my 20s and 30s and 40s, right? So that I would have my latter days would be better than my former days. And right now, sugar is not good. Sugar causes inflammation. Sugar is um, a problem, right? I want people to understand that if you want to walk in God's power, then you got to what? Think like God, talk like God, act like God, believe his word, right? And you will operate in God's power. And I've seen it myself. The areas of my life where I am sold out, I operate in power. And areas where I'm still struggling, I'm not operating in God's power. Now, I have not had a soda and sweet for a very, very long time, and I've lost about 80 pounds. So once again, I'm on the right track. But that's because my mind, I'm getting my mind renewed, and the Holy Spirit is helping me by saying, when I'm offered sweets or put in situations for sweets, I tell people, my father's asked me not to eat sweets. My daddy's asked me not to eat sweets. My God asked me not to eat sweets. So it is critical that we come to an understanding of what is necessary to walk in power. Now, this is another interesting thing. When we preach the gospel, when we are um, discipling and teaching and preaching um, to others, signs and wonders should follow us for those who believe. See, and that the critical part right there is for those who believe. Do you do you really believe? I got tested on that. Um, when I was, I got an opportunity. God, I started praying more and more in tongues, 
And God opened a door for me to go to Washington, D.C. and San Francisco. And unbeknownst to me, I thought that I was receiving a paycheck that Friday. So I did not receive a paycheck. So I went on this trip and, you know, my funds, I had, you know, make sure my mother, I had my son and daughter at the house, you know, make sure the household was taken care of and, you know, bills are taken care of. But I did not have the cash flow that I normally would have when I travel because I don't like not having a certain amount of cash on me when I travel. And so I had to walk in faith. I had to believe that I have the riches and wealth of Christ Jesus for real. And of course, God sustained me. Everything was taken care of. God protected me. I'm, you know, I was able to um, help out my cousin a little bit and do a few things. But on the whole, God is real. And I have to believe God's word that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I can do all things in and through Christ Jesus. Right. And and I have to understand that I am walking in the Barak. The blessings of the Lord maketh me rich, enriches me, waxes me rich, waxes me wealthy. And Daddy God adds, no toil, no sorrow, no pain, no sweat, no tears to the Barak, the blessing that he's given me. So how do you know that you really believe? It'll show up in your actions. It'll show up when the pressure comes and... You, how you respond, right? And if you don't respond right in the right way, just pray and ask for mercy and forgiveness and ask, ask Jesus, ask the Father, Holy Spirit to help you with your unbelief and just move forward with power. Of course, there's authority. So we have not only power, but we have authority, but that we must conduct ourselves in a way that brings honor and glory and pleasure to Daddy God, Yue Vahe, to Lord God, Christ Jesus, Yahshua Mashiach, and to Lord God, Holy Spirit, Lord God, Ruha Kadash. And why is it so critical that we have power now? We are going into dark times where we must not only be in a position to take care of ourselves and our family through the power of the word of God, but that we need to be able to pronounce the word of God over others and help them. There's going to be a lot of baby beginner believers and um, immature Christians who are going to be crying out to the Lord and asking God what's going on, what has happened because of the darkness that is coming, Right? So we need to be able to speak the word of God and pronounce the word of God over the situation. Well, what do you mean exactly? Well, we will have to be able to withstand more pressure and persecution. Now, a perfect example is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Right the three Hebrew um, sons who refused to bow to the golden idol of Nebuchadnezzar. 
that didn't happen overnight. They had been like that since they had arrived in Babylon. They were friends of what? Daniel, right? And if Daniel had been around, I'm sure he would have been in the furnace too. He wasn't bowing either, right? So what was awesome about this, though, is that they were tested, they were tried, and they they made it. And they and they told Nebuchadnezzar that their God, Abba Father Yuhayvahim, was more than able to deliver them out of his hands. But that even if he, God, decided that's not how he wanted to do it, they still was not going to bow to his golden idol. And guess what happened? They threw. They heated up the fiery furnace seven times hotter and threw them in. And the men that threw them in were killed because the flames jumped off of them and 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 um, killed the men that were throwing them in there. Right. So, guess what? Only thing that burned was the ropes that was tying their hands. And then Jesus came and walked amongst them. And Nebuchadnezzar says. I see three, I see four, and one man looks like, looks like the sun, the sun shining so brightly. And then he's told them to come out, and as they came out, it was a miracle, right? Well, that's the kind of fire that we're going to have to deal with. And we need to understand that in order to operate in God's power, in order to be used by God, that we must understand who we are and whose we are, and that we have authority and power of God. For what? To help others, to help ourselves and help others. I was very acutely aware when I went to California how you know, um, the people that I admired were very um, health conscious. You know, they were riding bicycles at 74 years old and swimming, you know, and, you know, lean and looking very nice. And I was saying, here I was mm, doing okay, but couldn't couldn't walk over 200 feet, you know, without some discomfort, right? So... What ended up happening was I was talking to God about that and I was saying, when I come back again, I want to radiate the Shekinah glory of God. I want people to want what I have, which is Christ Jesus. And you have to make sure that you're doing the right things. One of the issues in the body of Christ in our church is the spirit of gluttony. We are a little bit too overweight in the body of Christ. And that's a sin that is just as bad as drinking or drugs or anything else. And we need to put it in its place. There is no other God, not even the God of food. And I, you know, I myself was very slender just about all my adult young life. And I started gaining weight after I got married and was trying to get pregnant. 
that's when the weight really hit me. But when the, when I when my husband, former husband, um, divorced me, that's when I started getting a stomach. I never had a stomach before, and so it is now. It's going away, and I'm so grateful to God. But I don't eat sweets anymore, and I don't drink sodas anymore, right? And so we in the body of Christ. We've got to deal with gluttony. You know, we've got to deal with being overweight. Because how can we minister to the people in the world who are exercising, eating right, riding bicycles, swimming laps, running marathons at 70 years old, climbing mountains, and we trying to catch our breath? Nah. No, we, we've got to make some changes in the body of Christ. God has already told us what we need to do to walk in the abundant life, to have the blessed life. And we have the power to stave off sickness and disease, lack and poverty, and every ill, every illness curse on this earth with the blood of Jesus and the word of God. We need to examine yourself and make sure that you ask the Holy Spirit to take out of you any erroneous or incorrect teachings that have been planted in you. They must be removed so that you can walk in the full manifestation of God's grace and mercy, right? And walk in His what? Power. The power of God. I, I think um, that as we get closer to the rapture, closer to the coming of Christ, Jesus, we need to make sure our lamp is full of oil. I don't. I had a vision, really brief vision, not too long ago. Of the 10 bridesmaids And I was like No I'm not going to be one of the five That get left behind Because I don't have oil in my lamp And what does that mean Not to have oil in your lamp Well that means That you Are not full of the Holy Spirit Being filled with the Holy Spirit Right And There were 10 bridesmaids That were Waiting with the bride And Jesus the bridegroom came For the wedding feast And five of the bridesmaids were wise And they had brought extra oil To put in their lamps Just in case something like this happened But the other bridesmaids Didn't bring extra oil So they asked The five wise bridesmaids To loan them Or give them some of their oil But they were wise They said no If we give you our oil Then we'll both run out of oil She said you have to go And go buy some oil So the five um, Not so wise bridesmaids Went to get more oil To put in their lamps But by the time they got the Extra oil in their lamps Jesus the Christ The bridegroom Came to get his bride, the church, and the bridesmaids, 
five of them didn't make it into the wedding feast. And once the door was shut, once the door was shut, they could not enter into the, the wedding feast. So these five unwise bridesmaids basically did not make the rapture. Now, what does that mean? That means that they're going to have to go through the seven years of tribulation. And we all know that's not going to be uh, a nice situation to be in. We know that there'll be 144,000, we believe, Jewish um, virgin men who will be out to tell the world the gospel. They'll be sent out. They'll have a seal of protection on their foreheads. Um, just like the Antichrist will have his people with their seal. Um, God will have his 144,000 evangelists with his seal of protection. And they will go out all over the world um, getting people prepared for the coming, the second coming of Christ Jesus. And this is where Jesus comes back and takes care of business and begins his thousand-year reign, the millennial, uh, thousand-year reign of his kingdom. And he'll show us how it was originally was supposed to be prior to the fall, just like he came um, the first coming as a babe in a manger and where shepherds came and um, welcomed him. And basically, Jesus came to show us how we were supposed to operate, how we were supposed to function on planet Earth prior to the fall. Basically, words, communication, was supposed to be how we were to operate. Communication, words, the word of God, the word out of you, was for creation. Remember, uh, Adam spoke and named all the animals. Whatever he said they were, that's what they became, right? And so communication was not the primary function of our words. This was, was how we were supposed to operate in running planet Earth. This is how we were supposed to um Multiply, multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it, right? So it was through words. And that's what Jesus did. He spoke to the fig tree. He spoke to the storm. He spoke to the wind. He spoke to dead, the dead body of Lazarus and told him, come, come out, Lazarus, rise, right? He spoke and people had to pay attention. He spoke with power. He spoke with authority. And Jesus only said what he heard his father say. He only did what he saw his father do. So Jesus came to show us how to walk in authority and power and have dominion over this earth. That was what his, one of the first reasons of his coming his first coming. He also came to introduce us to the real father, not the father that Satan was trying to 
get people to believe the Father was. Jesus came to introduce people to the real Father, the loving Father, who gave His only begotten Son, Christ Jesus, to die for us on Calvary. And the other interesting thing is is that before the fall, the Adams, right, male Adam and female Adam, they didn't have a sin consciousness. They had a righteousness consciousness. They were in right standing. So why is that critical when you want to walk in power? A lot of people are focus on sin, right? And sin is not good and you don't want to do sin. And I'll, I think I talked about it briefly at the last broadcast, but I will expand on it just a little bit more. But once again, people think that sinners um, go to hell and people who are not don't sin go to heaven. That's incorrect. People who are forgiven go to heaven, and people who are not forgiven go to hell. So what do you mean, Dr. Davis, by not not being forgiven? Well, you have to accept Jesus' blood. The wages of sin is death, and God cannot be around sin. He cannot tolerate sin. And so the only way you can wash away sin is with the blood. And so The ultimate blood is the blood of his only begotten son, Christ Jesus. And Jesus died for the entire planet. Everybody who accepts his blood is forgiven. So the issue of heaven is not sin. The issue of heaven is forgiveness, right? So... Now, where does, so why are we talking about sin all the time? If sin is not an issue for God, why, why do we even bother to talk about it? We can just, we covered by grace. We can sin and whatever, and we're still going to heaven. Well, let's ease up a little bit. Let's back up just a little, little bit because it's not quite that simple, right? Sin is bad and the wages of sin is death. And since we are a triune being, we have a body, a soul, which is the mind, will, and emotions, and our spirit woman or man, we're three parts. And guess what? Sin destroys the other two parts. Sin just ravishes the body. Sin ravishes the mind, the will, and the emotions. This is where we have uh, mental health issues and things like that. Sin is bad. And guess what? God has forgiven you, but people don't. Sin impacts your relationships, your relationships on all levels, family relationships, your relationships on your job, your relationships with your friends. And sin impacts those relationships. Every last one of them. If you have an affair, it impacts your marriage to the point where you might end up divorced. If you don't handle yourself properly on your job or you don't do your job or you steal from the company, it will impact your your job. You may not have one too much longer. 
if you want to have friendships, you have to be a friend in order to have to have friendship, right? So sin is bad news. Sin is is on the horizontal level of the cross, it is it is awful. And when you operate in sin, you are going to have hell on earth. And then if you don't accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're going to have hell in hell. So I just want to say once again, thank you for joining me. And I want to say Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, that God has raised them from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Into the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94, with Dr. Edith Davis. Oh